Hello everyone, and we're back with another Passables episode here on a, on a Monday, October 15th, aka also known as National Fred Hoiberg Day. It's uh, Fred Hoiberg's birthday, so of course I had to record a podcast uh, right before the season starts. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listened to our, our first little edition of this, um, but figured want to do one. Just get get us all hyped and ready to go before Thursday against the 76ers. Um, definitely, if you haven't already, check out. We Ultra and I had a preview of the uh, for the full season. Kind of did some season predictions and talked about the latest stuff with the Jimmy Butler situation. Um, so if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure subscribe. Check that out to get you ready for all things NBA. But we're out here. We're ready to talk some some Bulls basketball, and you know, I wasn't sure what we if we'd really have much to to talk about before the season. Obviously, there's starters, reserves, and I I don't think there's a, a big impact as far as this team uh, when you look at not having Laurie for the first couple of months. I'm not putting too much weight on who's starting and not, but there is. Um, the, the Jabari Parker looks like experiment at small forward to start. is uh, That experiment is over. He lost a few preseason games, was coming off the bench, and initially seemed pretty uh, unhappy about that. And then uh, it seems in recent days, last couple of days, based on all the reports that have come from uh, the Bulls, Bulls camp from that uh, – He's he's easing into it. He's 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 being a little bit more accepting or uh, open to the idea of coming off the bench. Uh, Fred really pushed the idea of him being the kind of point forward. Shout out to shout out to the brand uh, of their of the second unit, and because of that, I, I mean, and that's something I'm I think is a good approach for him, just because something I've said about him in Milwaukee, I think it was a real key piece of, of where they failed utilizing him is uh, I do think a lot of his strengths do come in the aspect of having him being able to have the ball in his hand and be a playmaker. Uh, so I see it being a role that he can do well in, and it's uh, when you look at this this team, I mean, between Chris Dunn and Zach Levine, I think that's going to be your primary ball handlers with that starting unit. Uh, they don't really have a backup point guard in my opinion. Uh, and if I can make one promise, anytime I can give shade to uh, campaign, I'm going to do so, uh, and I'm not going to shy away from that. It is a small hobby of mine that I do enjoy. Uh, so I think initially that that may be a a, a, a functional role for them, uh, but by all indications, uh, when we're looking at what this opening night roster this Thursday opener is going to be it's uh, looking more and more like it's going to be Chris Dunn, Zach Levine Justin Holiday, Bobby Portis and Wendell Carter uh, that's the, the unit that practiced uh, and they were going up against the unit of campaign uh, Ryan Archie I don't think will be uh, in the rotation Denzel Valentine still uh, nursing angle, he's, he's back in practice, but they're not expecting him to be back in the rotation uh, quite yet. Then you have Chandler Hutchinson, Jabari, and Robin Lopez. 
looking at that second unit. Uh, so thoughts on, on, on that, that piece of it. Uh, I, I do think Bobby and Wendell deserve to be in that starting unit. Uh, for, at least as the start, uh, they've, they've both had really strong, strong camps. Uh, Wendell, just from the, the aspect, you know, he is going to be the future anchor of this team defensively. Doesn't make any sense to me why he wouldn't start right away. I think he's earned it. Um, it's definitely not something they're just plugging him in there. Uh, Robin Lopez has been fantastic for this team. I obviously in the direction where they're going with this though, you need Wendell Carter to get as many minutes and experience as possible. Um, and this is the portion where I do want to give a lot of love to Bobby Portis uh, because he has been a really nice uh, focal point and a piece, I think, coming out of the Bulls training camp that maybe some people would uh, not have expected. Um, he's been on a team that is probably is, is going to be giving up a lot of points. They four of the five preseason games they let teams score sixty points on them in a half. Uh, he's been a, a somewhat of a defensive anchor uh, as as far as a general communicating a lot on defense for them in these games and, and some of the coaching staff's really high on and uh, the Bulls do have a little bit of a mess with, you know, especially when, when Laurie comes back is what that, that front court rotation is gonna look like. Uh, I kind of touched on it the first episode too. Like that is one flag of mine is, is what how Fred's gonna manage that that group and, and what lineups are gonna work the best. The the idea of Jabari at small forward, it might just be something they're gonna work through double down and just in, in moments uh, where it just doesn't make sense, they're gonna teams are gonna force them out of it. But Looking at, at the potential lineups here, I mean, you're putting Justin Holiday at the small forward to start, I think, at this point, like, that starting unit is, is what you, I would, I would, I would have probably gone with something in that similar sense. Now, if you had asked me to be, I think, I would have thought Jabari would be at that four spot, but they just, they've had no defense, and he's really, he, he struggled the first couple of games, uh, and it's, it's something that, I'm totally fine with the idea of right now having him score be that second unit offense, uh, whether that's generating, making plays for other guys, or himself being able to score and kind of do a little bum slaying action uh, against some guys just to get in a rhythm, get his confidence completely back. Because it, it, he he hasn't played a lot of uh, minutes the last few, two, few years coming from these ACL injuries. And when he joined back with the Bucks last year, I mean, they were trying to fill him in, but he didn't really have a... They really didn't have a coach there that was going to be able to fit him into the rotation and make it, it work in a, a seamless manner. So he was he was kind of left behind. Um, and he, I know he wants to... He's motivated to prove that to people that he is uh, he's still a legitimate player, that is, he has a place in this league as a top scorer. So we will... Um, yeah, well, it's 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 definitely not where we I thought we would be at, but um, kind of on that Bobby Portis front, today was the uh, restricted free agent deadline, and Bobby Portis and the Bulls weren't able to come to any sort of agreement on an extension. And and to be honest, I, I'm really okay with that. I don't think there was going to be a, a way that these two sides were going to come to an agreement that was going to make sense for. 
either side. Um, I think you know you look at Bobby Porter's career. I do want to point out. I mean, I, I in my opinion, he's gotten better every year. He's added to his game. He is um, under Fred's system, really become more of a stretch four or five option for them. Uh, and the dude's never been someone I would accuse of being uh, lacking confidence in himself. So when it came to this, you know, I, I think it was always going to be this path. I didn't really. I thought the chances of him signing an extension before, you know, before this deadline was was very small. So this isn't. I don't think there's any signs here uh, that he's not going to be on this team moving forward. I, I think if anything, it's it's pretty clear. Hey, Bobby Portis, this is your your season. Go out there and make a market for yourself. And and I'm I'm so far. I mean, he's he's shown that he he realizes that, and he's I, I think is going to put in. Uh, I've, I I think I said a little bit on the, the first episode. I do think Bobby Portis is going to have a really nice year for the Bulls this year. I think he is going to be a a positive when we, when we look back uh, on this season and his impact with the team. Uh, I just I, and, and because of that, I I do have kind of going back to the Jabari piece just for one more minute here is like Jabari has been very quick to say he's you know I'm here to score. Not here to you know play defense, and he's never really made that a priority. But like that, the the problem with this team is not going to be uh, the lack of points. It's going to be you know getting these these shootouts and how many points they're going to give up. And I don't know if it what we've seen early at least, and without Laurie is I don't know if this team's going to score at the clips that they might be letting up points. And if one guy isn't shooting particularly well, I mean they have to figure out the scoring piece quick like if guys don't have it i'm not sure since they don't really right now have a a primary go-to i mean i think it's going to be zach in the starters like he is going to be the primary scorer then you have jabari in that second unit uh and and where we get jabari's shots he's going to be he's i think for him at least it is going to work for Prior to Laurie coming back, when he does return, I'm not worried about Jabari being able to find his own shot and get his buckets. But uh, I, I, it's it's messy. It's it wasn't going to be a clean fit when they signed him. You know, when they they bring up that they were going to try him at small forward right away. I mean, I wasn't one to say, oh, that's definitely going to work. But uh, they they they've put themselves in this position. They've given this. Kind of task the Fred to make it make it work, and um, I, I do also think once you have uh, Robin Lopez getting moved, because I, I think more and more that's that's got to be a piece just as a almost a relief for minutes. It's it's really not fair to Robin that he's on this team uh, because they're just it, he is in a different stage of his career than the rest of this team is, and uh, he's good enough to be playing and he's going to be a professional, but. I think moving him, then you're going to be able to work between Bobby Portis, Wendell, Laurie, Jabari. I think you'll have that four-man rotation there. And I, I can see ways where if you pair Wendell with uh, Laurie, if, if that's, that obviously needs to work. And then it's, can we get a functional, a functional chemistry between Bobby, 
and and Jabari, then then I think things become a little cleaner. But it's right now I just I don't see a way you get all those guys the minutes they all need. Uh, but in this situation, Jabari or uh, Laurie is out, so four man rotation being and and I did like the 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 Robin Robin Jabari combo um, from some of the preseason action. I think they do complement each other well and. If Bobby can keep the defense up and keep that level up, starting him and Wendell, two high energy guys, I think is is the right direction to take with those starters. Uh, but it's uh, something that uh, will will I think it's going to be changing a lot these these next two months. And Fred's changed his lineups a lot since he's gotten with the Bulls. He's not been uh, afraid to to mess with things, and you know they go in that run in December that lineup. Very different than what we had, you know. Later in the later in the season, uh, it's going to be one of those things with this team all year, where it's the the hot hands and and what's working at a given time. And when it, it stops working, I think he's going to be quick to change change things uh, because he really doesn't have a choice. He granted they they need to. I don't think they're going to win. Their I know their over under was twenty nine games. But at this point, pretty settled on the fact that they're going to be under that. Uh, but we need to see that development piece from these guys. Still, I think that's going to be the focus for this year, at least. Uh, and and so he needs to be able to manage those guys and show that they're progressing and there's improvements in some aspects. Even though, yeah, the defensive side is going to be a glaring problem for them, and they're going to give up so many points. I'm I, I'm sounding like a broken record already. I'm sorry. It's it is just this preseason did not do them any favors of indicating that they're going to be able to stop many people, nor does it really show that they had an interest in doing so. They're, they're going to be allowed to score some bad teams uh, for sure and pick up wins, but I'm, I'm very, very curious to see what they do against competent NBA teams and like veteran teams even from that perspective that are going to be able to, to stop them and, and, may, and make those shots a little tougher for them. How, do, how does this team respond? How do the, the core pieces on this team react to some of that? Is, is something to definitely look, look forward to and, and put, a, put a little bookmark in there and, and we'll see. Uh, one, one other thing. So I mentioned, so uh, Bobby Porter's deadline passed uh, for him. Uh, coincidentally, uh, not that I think many people were asking, but campaign also, yeah, real unfortunate. He, uh, they, they weren't able to come to a contract extension with him. Uh, and actually, they uh, did it, picked up Tyler Eulis, point guard, uh, played with Phoenix, was with the Warriors in training camp. He was waived. They picked him up off waivers and had him. Uh, sign a two-way contract. So Ryan Archidakimo, some of the story was the 15th guy. Uh, his contract is not completely guaranteed till January. So for the foreseeable future, right now, I mean Ryan will be the 15th man on this team. But uh, I, I think there's a there's a really good chance that that Tyler Ulis is is going to be the backup point guard. Uh, Granted, he has to, to, to perform and, and show them what they, they need. Uh, but I personally, you could 
basically sell me on anyone at this point that is not named Cameron Payne to be a viable backup point guard. He is just so bad. So, so bad. So I'm, I'm happy to see the Tyler U.S. signing, at least them trying to address it. You know, Archie, I like, but I, I don't think he's a legitimate, you know, bench player, role player for any sort of team. Uh, he's you know, good kid, works hard. They really like him in that building, but I, I think it's more of a placeholder. He's familiar, and if anything, he's if there's injuries, like he knows the system well enough, and, and maybe he's until January he's going to be get some minutes just as a fill in. Uh, you'd hope though. I would I would be happy to see Tyler Ulis. Uh, I thought there were moments in Phoenix he was really good for them. Uh, last few years, and he kind of left surprisingly. He's really good friends with Devin Booker, both Kentucky guys. Devin Booker wasn't very Devin Booker wasn't very happy that the Suns let him go, uh, ty- let Tyler Ulis go. Um, he's an undersized guard, though. Uh, something <laughs> between Nate Robinson and, and Aaron Brooks, the we've we've had some of those around these parts. Uh, and I, I do like his game. I think he, he's pretty competitive local kid. Uh, went to Marion Catholic. So another eligible, if he gets a start, you can throw another person from Chicago in that starting lineup. Uh, intro, the Bulls love to now use post-Eric Rose. Uh, so he's uh, he's an addition there. Um, and we will see kind of what his timeline is to fit. But on a two-way deal. Gives him gives him flexibility to be able to have him get minutes in on the G League team, play, and then you know there if he after he plays, I believe it's thirty game. Uh, I'm mis don't quote me on that. Um, but if he passes a certain threshold, that becomes a guaranteed deal and would time out well if you know in January they decide not to stick with. Uh, Ryan and they, they go with Tyler Ulis, so I think those two guys will be competing and putting pressure on old, old, uh, goofy-footed campaign. Um, but yeah, the Bulls uh, kind of looking forward. They open up in Philly on Thursday night TNT game. It doesn't technically count as a TNT Chicago Bulls game with their their streak. That was a home streak for them, but. Uh, they are going to get a national game, which they didn't have many last year. Uh, so open up the season against the the 76ers. Uh, it is going to be a fun, fun, exciting way, I think, to kick off the year. Um, one one thing I did want to bring up before, uh, not that we were, I mean, we're just starting the season, so there's no need to really, uh, you know, they look too far away. Uh, they are making an announcement tomorrow. Uh, Michael Reinsdorf announced. Uh, announced that they were going to have an announcement tomorrow at 1 p.m. So depending on what time you're listening to this, it was a non-basketball related announcement. Uh, a lot of speculation is it's going to be on the uh, who, what they're uh, announcing a, a jersey patch, uh, jersey sponsor. They've one of the few teams that haven't added one. I was trying to think of, and I've theorized a few times, but I, I really feel like it's going to be like a McDonald's or some corporate headquarters thing uh, like that. But, you know, 
If you got any speculation on what that could be, let me know. And if you got an inside scoop, let us let us let us know. But uh, there's uh, <laughs> there's some pretty funny ones on the in the Chicago sports Twitter sphere uh, today, speculating what what if they did announce a, a sponsor for the jersey patch, who what it would be. But there was one other front office piece. Uh, there was a fan event that. Uh, Gar and uh, John Paxson were at, and the front office really stressed uh, looking at 2019 free agency, uh, saying that they value financial flexibility, and there wasn't really a commitment to the idea of signing a max player. Uh, so when you're looking, and the only reason I'm bringing this up really is it, it does, I think, put, and with this front office of anything, they're making this crap up as they go. Uh, and I wouldn't be one to hold their any of their plan they're very quick to turn on uh what their what their intentions are and what this the direction is um there's plenty of moves you can just plug that campaign trade in it's it's they traded away doug mcdermott and taj gibson for literally nothing that's the return they got for him and i can't think of an actual positive impact he's had on this team at all Needless to say, looking just for a second at the 2019 season or free agency, if they're truly not completely committed to the idea of trying to get a max guy in, and they haven't had the success with free agency, uh, it does lend me to believe, though, the approach to the season, though, is it's going to be still in that 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 quote unquote tank mode, but uh, winning is not the priority yet. I mean, I, I if it would make sense if they were to be in the spot of, hey, let's try to get another top five pick this year. And then from that point, then we'll have our core pieces. And then we we have that nest for for that big for that big free agent the year after that. Uh, tying a timing up with Anthony Davis's free agency. Now, Anthony Davis had not listed the Bulls as one of the teams to consider. But, you know, there's local ties there, too. And. The, this this Bulls team will forever, I think, while this marketing staff and while this front office is in place, that that is a fun little piece that they are going to like to to sell as the idea of this this from Chicago thing. Grant Anthony Davis, top you know, five player, like I, I them signing Anthony Davis would be for lots of reasons, but uh, just kind of something to consider, but. Uh, so it, whether depending on what they end up doing this summer, but I do just I just thought the comments were interesting to come out when they did, um, and does give some insight as we look forward to the season even you know, and look towards next off season, which we're a long way away from. But the mindset of this front office, the the guys running this this operation, and what they're um, looking forward to the season, but. I just gotta say, I'm excited for basketball in general to come back. I and mean, we were recording yesterday. It was, and then this morning, kind of thinking and getting ready for this podcast. Uh, man, it's just so good to have basketball back. We are uh, the there's so much to look forward to. There's there's games. Listen to this to on, on on Tuesday. We got games starting up. You know, we're gotta get through that eight hour workday or through your classes, whatever. However, you're spending your your day, but then we've got got two games on, on TNT starting up and, and basketball's back we've got real live games that matter uh, it's fun 
Uh, so just kind of a quick quick hitter here just to get everyone ready uh, for the start of the bowl season. Start of basketball. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, and definitely if you haven't listened to our season preview, jump on that too. Get done with this. Put that one up next. Uh, and if you're not subscribed to The Point Forward, do so. Follow us on Twitter at The Point Forward. Follow me at Foolish Killer on Twitter, Facebook, but we're on Apple, Stitcher. Uh, so anywhere you want to consume the podcast. But um, that's it for, for this episode, and we will uh, catch you again next week with uh, another episode for The uh, Point Forward. Only the bulls keep us burning with desire. Only the bulls.